and it changes their mindset even a little bit about what's possible like that is everything right like that's why i started yeah. mine you know like i'm sure that's part of the reason why you started yours right? it is to it educate is exactly and reason. inspire it was not for right? the money <laughs> What's up, everybody? Today, I've got someone who's made just in last year over 110 million from e-commerce. He's one of the biggest FBA partners with Amazon.com. Uh, he's just absolutely killing it, living his best life. Uh, still in his 20s and just uh, just crushing. Welcome, Gav Kwok. Thank you, Dad. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to you before uh, at uh, Sean Kelly's party and uh, learning a bit about uh, e-commerce. I'm pretty impressed with what you've done. It sounds like um, I'm actually trying to figure out your story because it sounds like in the beginning you were working pretty hard and things were not really, at least in the beginning, like it was was hard to get your feet off the ground, but... uh, but it sounds like things just started to scale and pick up as the years went by and uh, things got a bit easier for you. Uh, can you walk us through how you actually began on this path and where you started in, in uh, e-commerce and why, actually? Yeah, so I started off in college and I was I was 18 at the time. Uh-huh. And I walked the traditional path at first, right? Like the... I'll go to college, you know, go to med school, all that stuff, right? I was doing like pre-med, you know, it's like what my parents wanted because my parents are like traditional, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, I'd be a doctor or die sort of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so I did that for a little bit. You know, I was a straight A student, whatever, you know, I've always been, you know, pretty book smart as well, street smart. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that and I remember just studying, right? Like all this pre-med shit. Can I swear on this? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, sweet. Uh, yeah, but I was doing that, like I was studying like, you know, five, six, seven hours a day, whatever, in the library. And I just did like it. I was like, there must be more to life than this, right? Like I remember during my breaks, I'd like, you know, watch travel videos, whatever, and, and like people actually like doing cool shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks a lot more fun. Like how how can I do that? Right? Instead of being stuck in the library in like one place and just, you know, going to school, whatever. Right. Cause I, I was never really passionate about being a doctor or whatever. Right. So after I did pre-med for about a year, I started looking into other paths. Right. You know, I think I do what most people do. It's like, Oh, how to make money, whatever on Google, you know? And I was like, Oh, like, you know, I came across something called entrepreneurship. I didn't even know what the word meant at the time. I was like, oh, but really. that seems like the fastest way. I didn't even, I didn't like the concept of entrepreneurship didn't even click with me when I first saw it. But I was like, oh, like, you know, let me start looking into this. I found out there's an entrepreneurship program at our school. Like I went to uh, Florida State. I was in college at like 16, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I joined that program and they actually like, give you money to like start your first business or whatever. Uh, if you get selected, they only let in like 40 people or something uh i had good grades whatever got in easy i started doing that i met a lot of like like-minded people and one of them was doing e-commerce i didn't know what e-commerce was at the time and he was like 
he was saying like, oh, I'm making like 200K a year. At the time, I thought that was a lot, right? I was like, oh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm making 200K a year. Like I make money while I sleep, while I take a shit, you know, all this other stuff, right? And I was like, oh, like that sounds cool. Like, let me look into this. Uh, but it didn't like blow up, as you said, right? Like from the get-go, there was like a learning curve. I started with like Shopify, actually, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do. And Shopify, like I wasn't- is, is that like, what is that? I, it's I like a different know. platform. Oh. So the Shopify platform is where you have to like create your own website. And oh. then it's not like Amazon where, you know, there's already a market and customers and everything. You pretty much have to create your own website from scratch, create your own brand, have your own products, sell your own products. So you have to do all the marketing, you have to do all the, you know, everything, like everything that a business starting from scratch would have to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. I wasn't really able to crack it uh, until I like laser focused in and I made a commitment, right? Like I made like this goal in my mind. Uh, like it took me about six months to get to that point where I made that commitment. But once I made that commitment, I worked like 16, 18 hours a day on Shopify. And I made like my first like 10K profit off Shopify, which, you know, it was like a lot to me at the time. Coming 16, from, 18 hours a day, you said? Yeah, 16, oh, 18 hours a day. Yeah, yes. like, yeah, yeah, I was working a lot and I was, I was like still going to class, but I wasn't really paying attention, obviously. I was just like there to collect attendance and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was just working on the business, like, you know, doing copywriting, uh, writing ads, you know, uh, doing paid ads on Facebook, you know, all that, all that jazz, right? Uh, and yeah. yeah, and once I made like that first like 10K, it gave me like, well, actually even the first sale, like I, I had that belief that it was possible. And I think that's what you need, right? Especially like with businesses that were more new, because at the time it was like, it was, it was still kind of new, right? Like e-commerce, like nowadays everyone knows about e-commerce, right? Everyone's doing it uh but at the time like i didn't know many people that were like making money with e-commerce i only knew like two people but yeah when i first started making money i was like damn like this is this could be it like this could be the thing that i use to get to the next level uh but (laughs) what surely happened after was i got my uh so in facebook there's something called a facebook pixel which stores all your ad ad data right so the more you spend money on it the better the pixel is at targeting your audience right uh, but Facebook shut down my pixel. <laughs> so I lost oh. all the data on, on my uh, on my audience. And I was like, and I didn't know how to recover it at the time. I found out much later. But I was like, oh, I'm f***ed. You know, like I lost all my data and I, all the money I spent on it, blah, blah. Uh, and then I started looking at other like, you know, ways to make money. And I came across Amazon very shortly after. And they were talking about Amazon and all this other stuff. And uh, I got like a mentor. And I was like, damn, like, this is way f-ing better than Shopify, right? And yeah, like, and then I went even more ham with Amazon than I did with Shopify. And I was working like 20 hours a day, like 20 to 22, actually. Uh, I barely slept. Like, I would work, I'd have like a mattress on the floor next to my like setup. And what I'd do is I'd work until I like, I could feel I was about to collapse. And then I'd like roll over to my mattress, you know, like, you know, pass out for a bit and then get back up. And then get back to work and that was like my routine yeah no no no. like that was my routine for like five months but i made like my first mill uh in those five months with amazon right yeah and then that's kind of how like it all started and then it's all kind of snowballed since then uh that was like seven years ago right yeah and yeah last year we did 110 mil uh this year we might do 
close to 150, depending yeah, on how really December well. goes. But yeah, it's been it's been a very <laughs> very wild ride, I'd say. Yeah. Did you ever have any challenges or any like large setbacks in trying to do this, or just scaled and scaled and scaled as you're as yeah. you're doing it? Yeah. So there were a lot of setbacks along the way. Like, you know, I kind of gave like cliff notes, but uh, I mean, I mean, obviously with the Shopify thing, I had, you know, Facebook shut down my thing, but with Amazon, there was, oh my God, I have so many stories at times I like, I messed up because you like, you know, you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Like I had mentors and stuff. Like I paid a lot of money to learn from people. And mm-hmm. as I made more money, I got better and better mentors. Right. Uh, but you know, you still make mistakes. Right. So just one example of like a pretty big mistake I made was I purchased like way too much inventory, uh, you know, during Q4 and, uh, my projections were, uh, I thought my projections were good, right? I ordered half a mil of inventory and at the time it was like a lot for me, right? Like I put my, like my entire net worth into in- inventory at the time <laughs> and, uh yeah let's just say that uh like competitors came in on my listings and stuff Mm -hmm. and they like tanked the price right yeah so yeah like they like tanked the price on amazon i was like like i'm like i've half a mil of like you know dead cash dead inventory pretty much and you know i like i found like creative ways to like get around it but at that time i was like damn like you know am i going to go back down to zero like you know like (laughs) yeah really Yeah, it was like, it was actually a really hard time for me when that happened. Uh, You know, a lot of stress, but, you know, I ended up figuring it out and getting out of that hole and carrying on. Like, I ended up losing, like, half of that. I ended up losing, like, quarter mil, which is a lot. But, like, uh, I ended up, like, you know, redoing my system, make sure that never happened again. You know, like, why did that happen? Right now, I have, like, a whole system in place to make sure that never happens again for myself or any of the partners I work with, right? Uh, but yeah, that's just one story. And then, you know, the mistakes get bigger as you scale up, right? Yeah, like, of course. you know, and I'm a big believer in this, uh, decision-making. Like I always believe like, cause you know, you and I, like we're at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. At, at a high level, you have so much leverage because of, you have money, right? Yeah. And with leverage comes decisions. Yes. And a concept I believe in is you just have to make one to two great decisions every single day. I think Jeff Bezos talks about this too. He's like, you just have to make one to two great decisions every day and you're set, right? Because mm. you you're no longer like grinding on your laptop, whatever, like doing this, doing that, right? You're more about, you know, overseeing, seeing the big picture and then creating a system, right? To scale to the next level, right? So that's what I try to do every single day now. Like I just make sure I put my brain in the best possible state to make one to two great decisions. So I actually get enough sleep nowadays, right? Like I actually do try to get like, you know, seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, right? Mm-hmm. I work out every day. I meditate, you know, I do all like these things, you know, just, you know, just so I can make one to two great decisions. And that, that concept has made me a ridiculous amount of money, like in the past four or five years that I'm doing it. What would you say are a couple examples of those one to two big decisions that you've made? Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think just common examples is just like, 
So my team runs everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's overseeing like this is just my example for my business. So it might be different compared to what other people do in their own career. But for me, it was like okay, like we have a two million dollar purchase order, right? You know, like do we buy this or do we buy this, right? Like we have two million dollars to put into inventory right now. Yeah, you know, there's this X Y Z product that does this amount of sales, and it has this margin. Or do we go with this product that has a similar margin, has higher sales, or you know, is the competition like uh like the same? Is it different, right? And then making that like nuanced decision, you know, by looking at the listing, looking like I have softwares that you know give me all these statistics and shit, and then making that decision like, do I go with you know option A or option B? Right. And that's an example of like a decision that could, you know, make me like a million dollars or, you know, I lose two mil. Right. So yeah. that's like a simple, you know, example of, you know, one decision that can change, you know, a lot of money. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, yes, yeah, I could see some parallels between this and poker. I mean, definitely I had times when I was, I got up and all I did was play poker or go to the gym. I've definitely had like, a couple month periods where I was doing that. I wasn't making quite as much money. Although I did have a period where I made like a million a week where I basically lived in my hotel room and just played on my, <laughs> my, uh, uh, laptop. And, uh, yeah, the, the kind of decisions that we, I would, uh, I would make myself would be like the kinds of like places I travel to and things like that. Um, but, uh, one thing as I'm learning, uh, as I'm trying to scale beyond just simply playing poker and it seems like you've already like made this jump yourself is, you know, you went from you yourself doing it uh, by yourself and to, to the point of like, now you've got like a whole team running things. I imagine that transition. Uh, well, was that transition graceful? Maybe you found it to be easy because like, you know, you can get people, you can get the wrong people to run things and uh, you get some problems when that happens. Right. Or if they don't do as good as you hope uh, or, you know, managing people becomes a like, quite a bit of a different game in my experience than just doing it yourself. Uh, what's yeah. your experience like making that transition? That is probably the hardest transition that anyone who's trying to scale to like eight, nine figures will go through. Cause you can run a seven figure business by yourself. If you work hard enough, like I, w- I was running a seven figure business literally by myself during those five months, but I was working like a dog. Like I was working like 20 hours a day. Right. Uh, I don't recommend that. Like I would say as soon as you're making, like, uh, I guess it depends on the business too, but I'm just going to speak for e-commerce in general. I'd say if you're making like over 100K a month, you should definitely be outsourcing like everything, like the product research, all that stuff, right? But as you said, like, you know, you give that task to other people and they f*** up or whatever, right? So the hardest thing is to find good people, right? And then it's it's like, it's vetting, it's interviewing. And once you like, even like day to day life, if I meet someone who's like really smart, but they're like working like a regular job, I'm like, why is he working a regular job? You know, it's like, you know, maybe he just doesn't have access to an opportunity or something. Like I, I'm very good at reading people. I'd say like, I've met a lot of people in my life. I've talked to like tens of thousands of people throughout my lifetime. I've traveled, you know, to over a hundred countries. So oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, I remember yeah. we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's good times, but uh, it's, I would say the main thing is yeah you have to properly vet interview like i give like every single employee that i want to potentially hire like a one week period of like a vetting period 
and even in the interview, I give them like uh, like a scenario, right? I'm like, oh, what would you do in this scenario? Because you need a good base. They can't be dumb to start off with, you know, to put it lightly, right? Yeah. Like you give them a test and they they like you know scramble or like you know you, you can tell a lot by how someone answers a question, right? If they f up, like they're done, right? But if they like you know do good on like just that one scenario you're like okay like they have a good fundamental to work off of because if you hire someone who just can't think critically they're gonna fuck up like even if you give them like you know you have like your sops in place like you have your systems in place you give them the entire system right you implement them in your system they're still gonna fuck up right and you can't have that happen right so yeah hiring people yeah is is definitely yeah it, it's definitely the hardest thing about you know being like a high level entrepreneur it's uh, i always joke like you know everything i always say like everything you do up to the point of uh getting to like seven eight figures is just so you can teach other people to do it for you you know like you have to know it all yourself just so you can uh create the system and the sop to have other people do it right uh but once you do that you know th that's how you get to the next level because i because i used to have this problem too where i didn't want to give up control right of my business right whatever it is like, I was like, oh, they're going to fuck up. Like, I, it's better if I do it myself, right? And I used to have, like, this stubborn mindset of, like, I'm just going to do everything myself. Yeah. Right? But you can't do that if you want to get to, like, eight, nine figures. Like, you'd be stuck around, like, seven. Like, maybe mid-sevens. I'd say maybe you can get to mid-sevens if you streamline things a bit and, you know, make it as easy for yourself as possible. But you only have 24 hours in a day, right? Like, even if you have, like, five, ten people working at, like, you know, 50% of you, right for like you know eight hours a day right that's still you know that's still like three xing your productivity right yeah, so yeah. you know it, it just can't be beat right like here's the thing like you, with employees you can't expect them to do the same job you can do yourself right i used to have that expectation like oh they have to be able to do it the same as me if not better you know but that's never gonna happen right you know when you hire someone even if you find someone smart they're not gonna do it as well as you right and you just have to accept that fact, right? When you yeah, scale. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, what about, uh, you know, intelligence is one thing. And I mean, you can kind of gauge whether someone has some kind of intelligence or not. I think one thing I realized over time was that intelligence is only one piece of the puzzle. And uh, this reminds me of um, a couple things. I mean, I've been investigating entrepreneurship myself. Uh, one really good book is The Who. I actually should read this book again. It has a bunch of amazing questions. It's for the audience to to say, I mean, uh, that book was one of the best books I, I read, I would say. Uh, and uh, uh, the prevailing philosophy is to hire slow and fire fast if people do badly. Um, a bit tough of a thing I found to get used to. But uh, yeah, so one of the things I found is that when hiring people, a trait such as like how hard are they actually going to work if they're, they're going to be intrinsically motivated and also, um, how loyal are they, or can you, you know, maintain them even if they become good? Um, yeah. How do you filter for these kinds of traits? Because I think these traits are a little bit trickier to to see. I mean, I I, I think uh, intrinsic motivation is a little bit more clear based off of some things, but it's also one of these things you can't like. You can't. It, it's it's tempting to try to like. Uh, how do you say like? Uh, try to draw it out of them, whereas you're not really supposed to, ideally, to get the real answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Because, you know, I have had people that have words for me and then they end up leaving and then they, like, 
you know, do their own thing or whatever. Or, like, they even, like, steal, you know, my system. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, and try to do it themselves, right? Uh, so, yeah, like, that is a problem. Uh, the way... It, the way you you can best prevent that, you can never always prevent it. There's always people, you know, you can never 100% know for sure that they'll never leave your company, right? But you can at least incentivize them because people are always just self-interested, right? Like mm -hmm. you have to give them opportunities, right? To grow, right? And like you always hear this, right? But it's like, you know, making sure that, you know, there's a company culture, right? Of, you know, like, oh, like, you know, you have like, weekly meetings you have um like like besides like the company culture like you want to make sure that you like incentivize them like if they do well and keep doing well they're going to keep getting paid more right like i've had people that like mm -hmm. you know in my company that you know that have been around like almost since the beginning because i actually increase their pay you know and i reward them for loyalty and like they would make more with by staying with me than if they did their own thing right like there's people that like make her like six figures right now in my company and like they live in a third world country right oh, wow, there's nice. no way there's no way that they could you know make that on their own even oh, if they yeah. copied my entire system everything right like there's no way so it's just like yeah like having like a it's not even it's not even giving them equity it's just like yeah just slowly raising their pay and then giving like bonuses uh you know just like you know treating them you know you know still be a boss but like you know treat them as you know like as somebody right not like oh do this right now or you know <laughs> or you're fired oh yeah you know yeah, it's yeah. like i've had right, mis mistakes like that <laughs> well <laughs> in the ballpark i haven't said ever that i've said like um yeah it's, it's tricky sometimes uh and you want to ideally find people that you don't have to say that to or say anything like that to. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like a fine nuance of like people skills and then give them incentives. And like, that's the best way I'd say in terms of like, you know, minimizing like, or maximizing uh, retention, I'd say. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like it, sometimes like people would still leave, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and, but you here like the thing you want to do is you want to make it dumb for them to leave. You want to make like your way of rewarding them like so good that like they literally have to be dumb to leave your company, right? And yeah. if they do think about leaving, right? Like you can talk to them, right? I've had, you know, people that were like, "Oh, like, you know, I'm thinking about doing this or that or whatever like, you know, like I might be able to do this instead of, you know, work for you." I'm like, "Oh, like why? Like what's the reason?" blah blah. And most of the time it's just like, "Oh, like I just wanted to get paid a little more or whatever," right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, and if they're actually solid and like they're a value add and they give more than you're paying, then you should just pay them a little more. Like there's no need to be like cheap. I see a lot of entrepreneurs being cheap and trying to maximize $300 VAs and shit. But I mean, like, if that VA is making you, like, you know, 30K or 100K, you know, like, uh, just pay them, like, 500 a month, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I totally right? agree, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like, just pay them more. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing, uh, one thing that, I mean, I think business would totally work that way. One thing I wonder is, like, that still suggests not really true loyalty in a way. It's just loyal to incentives but business should work that way it just makes me wonder how do you test for true loyalty and is there such a thing like maybe this gets more into the realm of like 
what your cause is or something like that. If you're like doing something for a cause versus doing something for money. Yeah. Because e- e-commerce, I think, is it's more about the money. It's more about the money. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Like, uh, I can answer your question about true loyalty and all that. Uh, yeah, but like you never have true loyalty when it comes to like a business that's sole purpose is to make money unless you guys are like almost equals, right? I'll say the only true loyalty you have is when you both have like an equal stake in the business and like you both get f***ed if the business gets f***ed, right? Like you have like 50-50 equity, right? The only yeah, true sure. loyalty I would say I have is between my partners and I, where we have a 50-50 stake in the business and it's in my best interest, right, to make sure the business does well, right? And so they're in their best interest that the business does well. And sure. like, you know, like that's like, and like, obviously it's good if, you know, you, you know, you guys have met in real life, like you guys are friends to begin with, right? Like a lot of my business partners are just real life friends of mine, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know, and you have like that sense of like brotherhood almost, right? Like, and yeah. then you know that they wouldn't just like snake you, right? So mm. it's, yeah, it, it it's a fine line with employees. Like, I, I say it's hard to get true loyalty out of an employee. Yeah, yeah it makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, that solves kind of a philosophical problem of the whole, <laughs> like, how do you deal with employees kind of thing. Uh, one thing that I find really inspiring about your story and what you're doing is that uh, it? You know, a big problem in today's world is a lot of college kids kind of felt uh, are probably feeling exactly what you're feeling, even like harder, where they've you know to go to med school, you have to study ever, and just not necessarily make that much money, and just be like trapped, or you know get some useless degree and barely make, you know, make like forty k a year or whatever it is, or maybe they can learn e-commerce, um, also poker. Yeah to some extent yep. and travel the world and uh, do whatever they want and go to a hundred countries. Uh, whereas yep. it seems like you're providing, or at least like your way of doing this is kind of opening up the door to other people potentially doing something like this themselves from like third world countries. Like even actually you're giving people jobs in third world countries that are making hundred K, which is like, they would never have that opportunity virtually, or it's like not provided by the, you know, the, the infrastructure um, in order to do that. And I actually, by the way, it does do something positive for the world, which is a big theme of my podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts on all that? Do you think there's like a potential for a decent amount of people to essentially liberate themselves and like actually live life? Yeah. Like a a recent quote that, uh, Sean clipped up was like, you know, life doesn't begin until you're rich. It's not even like, oh, you need to be a multimillionaire or something like we are, but it's like mm-hmm. just having that like financial freedom, right? Where you yeah. don't have to like live paycheck to paycheck, right? And you have to clock into this job. You know, you get fired any second, right? You know, you're making shit money. Like, as you said, right? Like, you know, like when we do entrepreneurship, it creates a ripple, a positive ripple effect to everyone, right? You know, like, a lot of these people wouldn't have jobs unless it wasn't for entrepreneurs like us, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, in a country like, say, the Philippines, where I have a lot of my VAs, where the average salary is like $300 a month, right? Like, yeah. you know, some some of my VAs are making like, you know, 3 k a month, right? Or like 4 k or 5 k a month, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like, like serious X. money there. That's like yeah, real it's shit. Like, they're like balling over there. Like, they're living like a multimillionaire over there. But, you know, they wouldn't have that, you know, if it wasn't for people like us, right? And 
I, I do like the concept of, of, you know, giving value. And that's why we're on this podcast, right, as well. Like, that, I think that's why we do podcasts. Like, you know, it's not just so that we love to hear each other speak, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, you know, like if people can listen to a podcast and it changes their mindset even a little bit about what's possible, like that is everything, right? Like that's why I started yeah. mine, you know, like I'm sure that's part of the reason why you started yours. Right. It is. To it is exactly the reason. Inspire, it was not for right? money. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, I, I mean, think about how much money you, like you probably made off the podcast. It's probably like negative, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I know for me, like, you know, the amount of time I've spent on mine, <laughs> it, it's like in my time value, and I do how much time I spent on the podcast and how much I've actually made of. It's like negative, like, you know, two million dollars or something, right? So it's like, you know, like, so we're doing this to help people at the end of the day because I, I feel like it is. You know, up to us who are in a you know affluent position, right? To to help out, like to you know educate, inspire, right? That should be part of what we do. Like you know, just making a bit of time, right? It doesn't have to be like a main thing if you don't want it to be. Though you can still make money, like educating and inspiring, right? But that's I don't I don't think that should be the main goal, right? Unless you want it to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Is there any or is there much opportunity for people in? well, in the U.S. or in third world, these developing countries to do something similar to dropshipping. I don't know how powerful Amazon's or Shopify's reach is or to where exactly. I mean, it must go to really a lot of places. But is this like an outlet for many to do on top of like you giving some people jobs who have the potential? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I've actually taught people in other countries. Uh, how to do it like i i used to do like these one-on-one mentorships that i'd like you know just teach whatever uh about four of them are multi-millionaires now yeah so it's like oh wow yeah so it it's actually very feasible and what you do is like i'll say anywhere that has wi-fi you know could actually do something like this like if you have a computer or a phone and you have wi-fi even if you go to like your public library or whatever like somewhere that is wi-fi cafe i don't even know uh but you can start it you know like sure you have to like do little like workarounds or whatever and you have to like you know be creative of how you do it but you can still sell in the u.s like products or whatever being you know in a different country right right you just gotta like you just gotta research use google right like you know i've i've set things up for like international clients right uh you know, like their stores and Amazon and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's a little, you know, it's a little more complicated, but you know, you can figure it out if you just use Google, right? Like everyone always uses the excuse. I'm sure you've heard of this. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, it's like, I'm like, uh, I'm like when you're 16 or so. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you have Google and you actually want it, you can figure it out. You know, like I don't think anyone knows what you know what the f- to do. Like you know to start off with you know like we all start off like you know just kind of figuring it out but the people that end up making it are the ones that you know believe that things can change or that they can be better and they can work right yeah like you know it it's yeah that that's the main differentiation of anyone that i know that's like self-made like they believed they worked hard you know and i they they had a vision of where they wanted to go right of where they want their life to be like right so mm-hmm. 
yeah that's my take on that but yeah the opportunity is definitely there for anyone like out, even outside the u.s like let alone the u.s if you're in the u.s you've got no excuse like uh, i mean yeah everything's lined up for you right yeah if you live in the u.s yeah and a lot of op- other options seem to suck too um mm-hmm. the college just looks like it's really shitty um college, other than for partying i know you went to a party sit uh, oh, yeah. party college yeah i went to florida state yeah have you ever been there uh, I have not been to Florida State, but I've been to Miami and I've been to Florida. And let me tell you, yeah. uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm like tempted to live there myself, even though I decided to move to Los Angeles for work, which is like, it's also party-ish, but I don't, I'm not partying here. I'm like working in LA and like flying yeah. to Las Vegas and shit like that. But Miami is just that much more fun where I feel like, shit, maybe I should go to Miami. Um, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, partying is like good. Like I used to, you know, party a lot. Uh, like, especially when I, like, I started getting a lot of success, like, you know, I was, like, young, and, uh, well, I'm still pretty young, I guess, but, like, I just wanted to, you know, experience that, so I did the whole, like, partying thing, traveling, partying, like, everywhere, you know, you know, doing, like, you know, the PGAs, the yachts, you know, Monaco, you know, all that stuff, right, mm-hmm. like, the high-level shit, like, not, like, going to the club and, you know, whatever, like, you know, but, it you know like but eventually it it gets like it's like the same shit you know it's like mm-hmm. eh, it's alright you know uh, and then you just get the most like happiness or fulfillment out of just you know building working building working on the next thing uh, I think that us as men like that's like the most important thing right that'll mm-hmm. give you like long lasting you know contentment right because when you're partying it's just like kind of like pleasure right it's like very hedonistic. Like, it's fun in the moment, but then, you know, it's like, you don't get much out of it, right? You party, yeah. what, what do you really get out of partying or, like, meeting girls or whatever? You know, it's like, yeah, not uh, much, I, you know. I, I do agree. Um, it's uh, it's the short-term gratification, you can say. It's like the candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or that's what it all ends up to be, and you're like, shit, well, I want something else, too. What about the, you, like, respect yourself less if you party too much, or at least I felt that sometimes. Um mm-hmm. I yeah. want to ask, uh, well, I want to talk a little bit about the, because I think the audience is probably intrigued by the whole private jet and um, yacht experience and all that. I want to get to that in a second. Uh, but one yeah. thing I want to ask is, so how often do you find that the people that become successful already had some kind of talent versus had to work for it and sucked in the beginning? Which do you, how, what percentage of the time do you find... Uh, is one or the other because uh, I have my own guess, but I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, yeah. So hard work and talent, right? The uh, the big debate, right? Hard work, talent, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what I also, believe to clarify, I, um, I want to say that by talent, I mean they just like kind of took off relatively fast. Okay, sure. Yeah. So maybe I'm biased. I always believed I was talented ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like anything I set my mind to, I could do it. Didn't yeah. matter what it was. You know, if I put my mind to it, I could easily accomplish it. Right. Yeah. Well, not easily, easily, but a lot easier than other people. Right. So I'm definitely biased, but I also do believe that even if you don't have talent, yeah, like you can still get a decent amount of success. You might not hit like nine figures, right. Without some innate talent, but you can definitely hit seven, you know, <laughs> like you don't need, if you just have sheer hard work, you can be a multimillionaire, I'd say. 
Like, you oh, know, really? it might take you, it might take you a little longer. Well, you can't be like, you know, you know, like dumb, dumb. Like you can't be <laughs> like, but actually I do know some pretty dumb people that are millionaires actually. Uh, but that, it, it's not like you have to be talented to be a multimillionaire. Uh, I'll say like, that's not true at all. Cause I've met some pretty dumb people that are multimillionaires and I'm like, how? you know <laughs> i'm like like how are you, you know how are you you know but it's like i don't know some some of them you know but some of them just got lucky or whatever but it's like you know if you want to maximize your odds even if you're not that you know inherently talented you know you just have to work harder you know and it might take you an extra few years right like you might not become a millionaire in five months like i did or you know like you did right when you were younger right like in a year or two like become a millionaire but you know you'll hit there you know if you work hard enough Right, but yeah, you, you also have to find the right people too. Like, if you don't inherently have that talent and you just can't, you know, figure it out on your own, you do have to like meet the right people. You have to put yourself in the right circles, right? And you have to, you know, meet people that are like, you know, inherently smarter than you, right? And they can like, you know, give you little like, you know, little tips or whatever to adjust, right? Or at least do the right business model, right? Sure. You know, like. It's incredibly hard to be a multimillionaire working a regular job. So you, you know, like you can't, like you might when you're like sixty. But yeah, yeah, it's like changing the avenue of your hard work. I say I mean, is like probably the most important thing. I'd yeah, say. you have to find the right place to actually put the effort in. Exactly, because yeah. I know some people that work hard, like, but they're like cleaners. You know, like they, they work like sixteen hours a day, but they're cleaners, and they're like broke. You know, I, like. I, I feel like the cleaner's hustle would be to become, to shift to that, to be like a PA and be like, all right, what else can I do for you? And then mm. to like, just keep doing more like personal things reveal because there's good money in PAing from what I can tell. If you can like yeah. get shit done for rich people, like they'll probably pay like a decent amount of money, especially yeah. if you got like free time. Uh, I, I can't really comment, but that seems like a solid hustle in comparison to going to, you know, getting some degree in like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. No, personal assistant, I would say, is probably one of the best, like, jobs you can do. Because you get to hang around other rich people, too. Like, because they're always hanging out with other rich people. You get to absorb, like, that environment. And there's no way, like, if you have higher aspirations of being a PA, like, no offense, you know, if that's all you want to do. But, like, you just absorb so much information. And, like, it's just being around, like, that level will get you to that level, right? It's like, it's instead of being, like, I'm around, like, all these millionaires or billionaires or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever, shy, or I don't feel like I should be here. Like, if it just becomes normal, then your brain is like, why am I not like there? You know, it's like, and it will like, you know, it absorbs everything. Right. And mm -hmm. if you just have a bit of drive, you can, you know, you can make something of yourself too. That's so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would think, yeah, that's a good, good point. Is that just being around people with money is pretty valuable because it's, you know, find some kind of way to benefit in some way. Um, I always had the idea that if you're, if you're trying to become successful at something, you just kind of like hop in and figure it out. Um, and probably going to be bad at it for a while. And then hopefully you're smart and talented and whatever, whatever that means. Right. And then eventually figure it out. And then I just figured like most people probably, yeah, people can have intelligence or whatever, but there's not really any way around like hard work, even in the poker world, eventually people that would just work really hard to beat the people with the talent. 
uh, from what I could tell. I, I just don't yes. know if it's the same in like a lot of other different fields. I don't know if it's the same in e-commerce, but yeah, like you said, like to get to the really highest levels, sure, you have to be like smart in some way. Well, to be like the world class, right? You need hard work and talent. Yeah, hard work yeah. is just a prerequisite. It's like the baseline. You know, it's having it's like having arms and legs to be successful, right? You, you, there's like there's no way around just not doing shit and making it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, like if you want to be the best of the best, I'd say you need both, right? Sure. Because if someone who's not talented works ten thousand hours and someone who is talented works ten thousand hours, that talented person's gonna f-ing crush. Yeah. That person. Oh yeah, yeah. So, for sure. You know. But yes, hard work can beat talent. You know, when talent doesn't work hard, right? That, isn't that the famous saying? Right? Like, it should be. Yeah. Hard work beats talent when talent, talent doesn't work hard. You know, that, that is like a saying. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, one thing is, by the way, when you're talented, one of these things, by the way, what they found with these guys, uh, these kids in schools who had very high IQs, is they conditioned to not work very hard because everything's easy. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, this translated later in life that they didn't have the perseverance to overcome like serious shit later is a funny thing. So it's like a different like learning curve where like at some point someone that has to learn the perseverance, whereas like the people who had all the good habits in the first place actually tended to perform better in life uh, and had the higher emotional IQ, especially. Yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. I agree. It's it's having grit and perseverance, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it was the way I was raised. I don't know like how your parents were or whatever, but my dad was always extremely harsh on me. And back then I thought he was just a dick, you know, but you know, as I get older, I'm actually very appreciative of the way I was raised by my dad Mm -hmm. because he never spoiled me. I always had to, you know, work, you know, all the time for whatever I got, you know, it was like, it was a very like brutal environment to get raised in, especially as a kid. But I feel like that, gave me a lot of grit and perseverance to now succeed, you know, in, you know, by myself as an adult. Right. Uh, and I believe that without that, I might not have been as successful as I am now. Right. Like, you know, cause I was always naturally smart, you know, I was always, yeah. yeah, I always, everything came easy, you know, to me, but he made it hard for me. So it's like, you know, <laughs> I ended up getting like both. Right. He always said I was like not good enough and all this other shit, you know, uh, like, Oh, you're so dumb, you know, compared to me. You know, I'm like, no shit, like, you're fucking like, you know, <laughs> like, fucking like, God, like 50 years older. Yeah. It's or like, I'll years show you, I'll make 110 million a year. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, All right. That was the smart uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it, it's like, yeah, like, I'm sure I've been actually talked to my dad in a little while, but it's like, he, he's, he also was, uh, he became like super successful at a young age too, you know, and he was always comparing like you know, me to, like, himself at, like, you know, at the same age or whatever. And he's like, yeah, when I was your age, you know, <laughs> like, I was already worth, like, you know, 50 mil or something or whatever, you know, like, you know, but, I, you know, but when I was raised, like, I didn't ever feel spoiled uh, because of the way I was raised. Like, if anything, I felt like if I was normal, right, like, or if I lived in, like, a broke household, like, I always kind of wish for that, if that makes, if, if that sounds kind of weird, but, like, you know, I, I always thought, like, oh, like, if, if I just lived in a normal household, that'd be so much better, right, because, because of all the things that, you know, went on, like, when I was growing up, right, mm-hmm. like, 
yeah, I was always like working in the family business and doing all this other stuff. And, you know, I was, I was already working. Like if I wasn't in the school, I was like working for free. I was like slave labor, you know, like, <laughs> like in every single day. Yeah. So it was like, Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, that's yeah. You get it back later. I guess it's what that what it seems that way anyway. Um, yeah. At the time you're just like this shit. You know? But like, you know, later on in life it's like you know, it builds up good habits. Right.